Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Selic the Funder podcast, episode 104, here from the G4 Claim Studio. I'm Ryan Fitzsimons, and I am sad. It's a sad day, boys. We're going to get into it. Uh, Ryan, you don't seem very sad. I'm trying to look more alive today because I was concerning comments in the <laughs> comments section last <laughs> time. I, I thought I was going to get a welfare check in Coat Bridge, man, I swear to God. But um, no, uh, <laughs> contrary to popular belief, it nah. seems, in the comments section, I am alive and well. I was just a bit tired last there week. There was a comment last week that really got me giggling. I, I don't, I'll try and look for One it. One of shots? No, there was just something. Why are you looking down there? Oh, well, I mean, who was it? Who would, do you remember their name? This is your time to address them. Wasn't interesting. Nah, some, anyway, <laughs> while I look for this comment that gave me a laugh, the man in the middle, it's Ryan McGinley back again. Ryan, how are you doing, son? Everything apart from football is good at the moment. <laughs> um, you know, working away. Unfortunately, my job entails talking about this team. Yes. Uh, so that's not been as good <laughs> just now. But apart from that, pretty good. Can't complain about much apart from the aforementioned football. I mean, this is the, there's a few. McGinley looks like he's dead inside. Looked soulless ever since he became an expert mouthpiece. Yes. McGinley really is like a young Andy Walker. That was one that made me giggle. And finally, the last one, did McGinley get his eyebrows done? Did I? Mm. I'll get it in the barbers, like they reshave the eyebrows in the oh, barbers, but I won't get them very fancy. plucked or that or anything. Tinted. Maybe I will for you guys next episode. <laughs> and then to the left of Ryan McGinley, he's back from his week sabbatical, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kieran Elkian, how are you? Yeah, it's good to be back. I mean, as McGinley said, I've written, well, I would normally say I've written in life apart for so it's good, but uni is starting to, starting to become a bit of a ramping up the heat on you? I've got so much to so little time <laughs> so little time I mean what is it's 22nd of February as we recalled when's your final due date 11th of April for the oh, dissertation wow. that's going to fly in by the way because I, I don't know about you's right and this is off top I, do you know what honestly the longer we talk about other things in Celtic the better this podcast will probably be but I don't know about you's at the minute I feel like life is passing me by at a great speed um, I can't believe it's Thursday again already like, it's, the, it's the weekend tomorrow like what's, what's going on I don't know if I used feel like this. I feel like that every single day, honestly. And uh, I don't know if it's ever since I turned 26. I know you guys haven't got there just yet, but, you know, the past over 25s category in the X Factor, that's me. That's, you know, Louis Walsh is going to be managing that's me. Right, that's, that's the judge's hush you need to go to. Yeah, uh, I'll be like Ryland. Ah, I'm like Ryland, just cry, crying. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because I have been nothing but miserable for months now. No, I'm joking. But life is just... <laughs> life. Welfare. <laughs> Talk about welfare checks. Um... Kieran, you're into the badminton now. Uh, I have been starting to play badminton for the first time since what, secondary school. Fucking class. I've never been a badminton man myself, personally. I just go walks every day. That's my sport. Play fives. Still do that. But uh, go keep, go keep I'm, try, I'm trying to be more active, you know. Uh, you've got to try and keep respect fit at this old age, haven't you? You've got to try and keep the, the muscles. The knees are too creaky after five. You say stuff like that. I'm the oldest here. I'm the oh, you, say, you say that as if you're 50 year old, right? I feel it, but anyway hello to everybody who's watching we hope you're keeping active as well we're sadly going to have to start talking about Celtic because it has been yet again a week passed by where there's not an awful lot of positives to talk about but we'll get into all of that I guess though today we should start with the the big news that broke this afternoon in regards to Joe Hart and his Celtic future which is no more because Joe Hart 
has announced that he will retire at the end of the season. A club statement was released this afternoon and an interview with Joe Hart where he dived into the decision. Uh, and why he's going to retire for Celtic after a season where his his future has been questioned by Celtic fans. Um, But nonetheless, a surprising announcement. I'll start with you, Ryan. Um, I didn't expect to see that today, um, but here we are. I think it was surprising timing more than a surprising announcement. I think we all sort of expected Joe Hart to maybe be moving on to pastures new, whether that be retirement or a new club in the summer. But, he seems to have just killed all the speculation dead in the water. And he's also put a bit of pressure on the club as well mm-hmm. to, right, they know now, it's uh, coming towards the end of February. They've now got until, I would say, June to scout a, a goalkeeper. I'm, I don't know about you, but I, I want Celtic to have a new goalkeeper for the very first day of pre-season training. You know, Joe Hart's been the number one goalkeeper for what is three seasons now. Needs to be somebody brought in, they need to be acclimatised and they need to be ready for next season. Joe Hart, tremendous servant, a bit surprising about the timing, but I'm not surprised that he's leaving the club, 36 years old, what a career. Yeah, before we dive into the future of the goalkeeping department, Kieran, just on, on Joe Hart himself, he's obviously had a season where where folk have questioned him and his, his, his ability, if, if it's dwindled or if he's still the same keeper he maybe was when he first signed, but... Realistically, the guy saved a hell of a lot of points for Celtic in recent games. He's still contributed massively over his now coming up coming up three year stint. Um, I mean, he goes out with the the best wishes of Celtic fans. What's your general thoughts to the announcement of his retirement? Yeah, I mean, I think it's big for him because he's said in his interview he wants to go out well still. He didn't want his body to retire him, and I think that's something a lot of professional football players don't really get the the luxury of and. I think it helps us out as well because you said it forces the club's hand that they need to start acting now and he's no doing a last minute after the last game of the season saying, oh, by the way, that was my last game. So it gives him his chance to, I think as well, if we talk about the way there's been a lot of discourse around him, I mean, I, I myself have criticised him over the past couple of seasons and I don't think I was wrong for doing so. He came in at a time where we needed solidity and mm-hmm. he brought that. I mean, everybody's been tweeting the day about the the saves against Jabonek and that, like, that at the time was massive for us when we were in the trenches, it seemed like, when it came to goalkeepers. Yep. But I think his time at Celtic will be, I think you look back on it fondly. I mean, there's been a, a fair few sketchy moments, but it has saved us at the same time. But I feel like we miss goalkeepers in the world, like, certainly goalkeepers at Celtic, a lot of them have got a dodgy moment in them, so... But I remember when we first signed him, it still felt quite a bit mental. I know his career had kind of went off a bit, but the fact we had signed Joe Hartley, if you'd told me that at 12-year-old, that Joe Hartley would have played for Celtic, I wouldn't have believed you. But I think he's also got the chance now to sort of shape the narrative in the last few months, how he's got to be remembered. Because, Mm -hmm. as you said, he's saved plenty of points for Celtic in the, the past couple of months. Now he's got the chance, we've got a big, we'll talk about how big the rest of the season is, I'd imagine, but he's got the chance to play his partner and go out, potentially looked on a lot more fondly than it would have been this time last year. Yeah, another league title to fight for, for Joe Hart, and I think you've ordered it well, Kieran, there has been those kind of sketchier moments, but I would say there's definitely been a lot more ups and downs for Joe. Um, you know, he came in with such a, a polarising um Kind of, it was such a polarizing sort of figure when he arrived at the club. Ryan, I, I for one was very critical. I was not happy when we signed Joe Hart. 
two months later I was buying topless photos of him to hang in the background <laughs> of my videos. So, I mean, that just shows you how he won over the ones that did doubt him coming in, Ryan. And, and that's a real credit to him and, and what he did. And I don't want to sit here and talk all day about the past when we certainly have a lot of the future to look on to. But it is a real testament to the hard work that he put in because he came in with a career that looked like you could have said done and he rejuvenated it big time probably with the guidance of someone like Ange Postacoglu but he deserves the credit for the work that he's done I think both sides have helped each other Joe Hart was in a crossroads in his career you know he was what second or third choice mm-hmm. at Tottenham Hotspur depending on what players were available or not um, ever since that public sort of sort of dressing down by Pep Guardiola and then it was Nuno as well did the mm-hmm. same he's, he's, both basically said that um you're not going to play in my team. So he was at a crossroads in his career. I think he's just a, he's a total professional of the game. He's shown that in his three seasons at the club. Um, nothing but a, a model, sort of pupil, you would say. Um, definitely a good player for Ange Postacoglu to put a lot of uh, faith into. And then Brendan Rodgers as well, not to sort of upset the apple cart. I was just having a wee look at the, the Instagram um, mm-hmm. post that he put up. Some names he's got here, by the way. Some names. Um, <laughs> People in the comments. He's got, but I thought the best one came from Greg Taylor, and I think it's a bit of an insight into what might happen. The highlight of Taylor's season. season there. <laughs> I thought anyway. he was alright. Continued for sixty minutes. Um, Bernabe was problem, but so he said, "You are the man. Time to finish the right way." So that shows you that yeah. he's not switching off. I know Joe Hart's comments were saying he's not switching off. He's locked in for the rest of the season. He's uh, maybe he's playing without any fear or without any pressure on him he knows what his future is going to be mm-hmm. this is him now from now until the end of the season everybody's pulling in the same direction and I like to see that from the teammates no, um, yeah. so that, they're two of the leaders probably in the dressing yep. room you'd say Greg Taylor and Joe Hart so um, yeah model professional delighted from for what was a great career both at Man City and at Celtic and you know he's he, he's perked up his uh, his trophy contributions as well which yeah. I, I thought it was a bit light in his career considering the amount that he would have won if he was in Pep Guardiola's team yeah. he's managed to even it out a bit by going to Celtic I think it's five trophies he's won while at Celtic so yeah can't complain at all with his trophy haul yeah and Kieran I mean that's the kind of figure now that this is the this times like this when you look to leaders like Joe Hart and, and he spoke about obviously trying to end that season in a high um, so now you're hoping that maybe the determination that lies inside his that, that that kind of fire in his belly maybe is infectious to the rest of the changing room because we haven't been good enough we haven't been good enough and you know if he wants to go out in a trophy hopefully that spreads like wildfire in the camp I mean I think surely by this point I mean there was obviously the talks of them going through the team at the, on the weekend there after that piss poor result but you've got to think the team's got to be pulling together and I mean this Sunday will be the perfect chance to see whether it is just talk or if it's something that's been worked hard on on the training pitch and already for the, the last 12 games of this league campaign because as obviously Greg Taylor said there it, and Ryan said surely God they're pulling together at this point because it's never never yeah so talking about the future I guess we should kind of dance around that just now um you know, it's obviously not the first time that Celtic will be having conversations about goalkeepers that we know of this year. Because along the, the the course of this season, we've heard the names Quiven Kelleher, we've heard the names Andre Lunin, and as and I said this exact thing in my video today. I always thought that they were kind of a step too far for Celtic, unrealistic targets, if you will. But it shows that there has apparently been talk of goalkeepers within the club over the past twelve months. So. 
I've seen a lot of people on Twitter today giving it the whole like, oh, the work starts now, we don't leave this last minute. For me, the work started six, seven months yeah, ago. It should be sorted by now in terms of like, right, okay, this is where we go for. But this is the big question. Who is it then? And what, what is next? I think they've got to break the bank for a goalkeeper. If there's a good, highly rated young goalkeeper that they can make a profit on in three, four years' time, but you know, he needs to step up to a bigger club. If there's somebody that's outstanding in his field, then I think Celtic should be breaking the bank eight, nine, ten million. It's such an important... It'll win you points. It seems a striker. A striker will win you points, but a goalkeeper will win you so many points this season. Look at the other side of the city. Mm. They've got a competent goalkeeper. Although some may argue they didn't break the bank for that goalkeeper. Well, they did in other ways. They gave him a massive signing on fee yep. and massive wages as yep. well, apparently. Mm-hmm. So they did do it in other ways, but they, they found that... He found that sort of loophole to get Jack Butland into the club. He's by far the best goalkeeper in the country. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone can disagree with that at this moment in time. Shows you that those goalkeepers are there and are available. If you need to move about your wage structure to get a good goalkeeper in, then I'm all for it. But Celtic need a, a goalkeeper not just for next season, they need them for the next three, four seasons that mm-hmm. they can build with that. That's the one position that I think if they need to, then then go and break the bank and bring the best sort of goalkeeper in. And I don't want them to be put off by the, the Barkas example of a few... I know, I know, I was, I was I was actually thinking about that when Kieran said about goalkeepers in the trenches. I was just thinking of a trench with loads of goalkeepers in it and Barkas pure... Leading the charge. But yeah, I, I don't want them to get put off by the Barkas experiment. I it wasn't even an experiment, it was just a, a transfer that didn't go wrong for a mul- that didn't go right for a multitude of reasons. So they better do their scouting if it's not already done and get the best possible goalkeeper in because it could be the difference between winning and losing the league. It's going to be tight. You know my inevitable next question, Kim, is do you have faith that the club are going to do that because well, my, my next question was who's Norwich City's third choice goalkeeper <laughs> <laughs> who is that right, let me have a look let's see Norwich City squad because God knows it could be um, but genuinely Kieran, do you have any faith like what, what is your thinking as Joe Hart announces he's hanging up the clubs in, in, in our future I mean you can look at it the perspective of the maybe an excitement of getting a new goalkeeper and something new but the way the past couple of transfer windows have went I've got zero faith and the recruitment team at Celtic the past couple of years has been atrocious so by the way just to not to cut you off Dan Barden is the third choice for Norwich remember the name remember the name remember the name but anyway continue with what you were saying you just don't have the confidence anywhere like you had the confidence under Ange and I understand that transfer window his first one and even to the three Japanese signings uh, in Maeda and Hitati. Like, it's it's going to be hard to get that level of hits over misses again, I think. But you, you've got to be, at a club like Celtic, you can't be affording to do this. Just get a string of players in that are only good enough to break into the starting 11. You've seen that this season. Out of the signings made, and you had Palmer for a good while, was mm-hmm. the only player starting. So it's... The, the recruitment has been unforgivable the past while and I don't know if any of that's going to change in the immediate future but I mean there's been a lot of rumblings about potential changeovers and positions and that in the, the summer in regards to the recruitment yep. team but just need to see how serious we're taking it. Some times like this where I really wish the board did go out last year and it would never have happened and just got Levakovic if he was available. Um, but it's like there's no no point in looking back on your, your Levakovic's or your Lunins or your Kelleher's, it's n- now's the time you act, really. Yeah, um, I was disappointed not getting Lovakovic, but it seemed as if there was like one rumour and then 
that all went away and he went to was it Fenerbahce Fenerbahce about 7 million um, or something he'll be on a good wage as well yeah <laughs> so you know I, I can't deny him that or begrudge him that because he was playing for Zagreb it would mm. be I'm not saying it would be a sideward step but Celtic and Zagreb are sort of playing in the same sort of Stratosphere, well, Fenerbahce, or which is a joke to be fair. Yeah, it shouldn't but have been the case. the way that things are yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, maybe if there was somebody with a bit of ambition at the club, we wouldn't be having that sort of comparison, eh? Yeah, doesn't seem yeah. to be, doesn't seem to be. Um, but listen, if the scouting is not working, then they need to get rid of the root of the problem. Yeah, and there's one person you can attribute it, attribute it to because he is the head of recruitment and scouting, so. You know, if he's signing these players and they're not doing well, you know, you look at look at some of the players that they brought in, even in January. You know, there's already question marks, and some players might be too early, but you know, there are still question marks arising. How many how many misses do you need to get in terms of transfer windows before your position becomes untenable? Yeah, I know. We'll we'll probably touch on that in, in the coming weeks. But before we move on to like our next topics of conversation, I thought it'd be nice just to ask us one last question to to, to both of you. Um, I'll start with Yuki, and if you can think as quick as you possibly can, um, do you have a standout Joe Hart moment or a favourite Joe Hart moment of his time here at Celtic so far? I mean, who knows? Maybe in the next twelve or so games, he, you might develop one that's um, even bigger. I don't really know, to be honest. I mean, apart from like, everybody's answer's obviously got to be that double save and all that, like, for right at the start, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, proper game. The applause when yeah. everybody stood in their mm-hmm. feet, like, seeing a goalkeeper make an actual save. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, I, I'm sure not used to remembering stuff like this, but I'm trying to remember if there was any, like, game-winning saves and that. And I'll tell you the most, things. well, you think, I'll tell you the most disappointing moment. It was in May of last year when we had the wee parade at Parkhead and they were all up on the stage and it was Angie's like farewell basically and they gave Joe Hart the mic and he didn't even drop decent I was fuming okay. that's already been used to done to death I think ah, but place. still come on in the flesh live he could it's have gave us a redacted statement considering who was in that video alongside Joe Hart you know I know he'd used it Chris Benoit that's pretty much Chris Benoit football isn't it who, 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 is, who are you thinking who are you talking about that man. Oh, aye, player. Johnson. Yeah. Aye. Redacted that. Ah, listen, it's still Joe's. Um, but, um, so, can you find, I, I quite, I quite like that. Just, it's not even really a moment. It's more. I just love the photo of him with the trophy. And he's carrying it about like a big fucking aye. bazooka. I love that. That's one of my favourite moments. Legend. I forgot about that photo. I'm holding the smoke bomb as well. Oh, aye. That's I a good one. That was like that was a photographer's dream. I know that photo. That was good. What about you, Ryan? Keep thinking. I'm trying to think of any standout moments. Um, I think just in general, the solidity brought back the defence. You know, alongside Carter Vickers and Starfield, that was like a sort of holy trinity of defence. That yeah. last line of defence, it was just a, a joy to behold in good times for sure. You good know, times. I feel like that Andy Bernard quote. The, the <laughs> good times. They were good place. times, and you know, it was a really, really good signing. Definitely better than the other signing they announced on that very day with James McCarthy. <laughs> I forgot that was a double whammy. I thought, I thought that James McCarthy was going to be the better out of the two signings. <laughs> How wrong was I? Oh, take us back, yeah, take us back. We were young and naive. Mm. Uh, but aye, Joe Hart retiring, ladies and gents, so enjoy him while we have him. And uh, best of luck to Joe. Uh, on that note, I think we should go in half-timer. Um, I don't know how long we exactly spoke about Joe there, but before we get into all the negatives about Celtic, we may as well have a bit of fun, shall we? Yeah. Um, so this week, we don't actually have one prepared by our usual quiz master, Kieran 
Selleck. Uh, and that's because uh, I forgot to announce that we were even doing a podcast tonight. This was, it completely slipped my head. Didn't put up a tweet to ask her questions or nothing. Kieran had to do that moments before we left this evening. Um, so Kieran took it upon his good self to create a tenable for us. Uh, I mean, no my luck, it'll be riddled werrels. <laughs> I'll get corrected in the comments, but I don't know if this is too hard, but I mean, uh, the last 10 Celtic players to score against Motherwell. Oh, Christ. And the individual goal oh. scorers. Okay. Like, so some so of them, have, some some of them scored like two or three. Right, but, okay. Right, so, and I'll tell you, it obviously goes for that last game at Celtic Park in November, and it goes back to 2022. Wow, there's been that many since twenty twenty two. I was expecting it to go back to like I was ready to have it be like um fucking Scott Sinclair or something. <laughs> I know. Nah. I was actually thinking it was gonna be Yeah, like, yeah. It's, that's nuts. Right, okay, so there's been ten individual okay. goal scorers in twenty twenty two. I think we could do it. Just, go, just run back the games in your head. Right, we'll, 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 we'll go too fast. Right. So Matt O'Reilly. Uh, yep. There's one. Uh, who scored in the last one? Uh, was, it, was, it, was the last one no? Oh, Tumbill. Uh, yep. Tumbill. That's a good one. Um, I mean, if it's 2022 onwards, I hope this isn't a wrong answer, but I feel like Kyogo surely. Yes. There. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's three. Motherwell, Motherwell, Motherwell. Just trying uh, to think of games. Yakamakis. Yep. Oh, Callum McGregor. Yep. Yep. That's five. We're halfway there. Uh, We're halfway there. I'm trying to go back and how many games. how many red uh, arrows are we getting on this by the way got one uh, I'll give you a life each right okay got right. one uh, Maeda yep oh nice we're on six and we've still we've still got two lives yeah, we've still got two lives um, right so we've said O'Reilly McGregor Kyogo um, oh Rumble, got Rumble. one yeah, yeah, you need another one Palma correct oh, so that's the nice. most recent Possible. games checked off you're nice. now looking a bit further back right so we've got we've only got three more to go now, in my head, I feel like somebody might have scored mm, against Got another him. one. Oh, okay, there you go. Hatati. Correct. No, nice, nice. That's one of my favourite goals. You know, the one-two, sort of. Yeah, that's right. So we're on eight. Think about that Christ, game. Christ, we're flying. Yeah. Uh, right, this could be... I don't know if I want to say Got another one. No. Sorry, Abada. I was, I was literally about to say him. You just, I was literally about to say it. But I was, that was, I was about to say I don't want to say it. So yeah. we're on nine and we've got two lives. So this is where we need to be delicate. I need to think about this. Uh, um, so we're on nine with two lives to go. Now, mother, oh, mother, I'm trying to think of four part goals, but then you're... Because in my head, I was like, has one of the fullbacks scored against them? But the two fullbacks that came to my mind was Ralston and, and I, was thinking, I was thinking maybe Ralston. So was I. I have a vision name, right? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll risk my life here. Okay. Tony Ralston. No. Ah. All right. About. Um, let me think. Let me think. Uh, no, no getting any clue as to what game this is. Um, what uh, season? Uh, <laughs> 2022. I don't want to give away the game. 2022, 23, is that then? Uh, no. 21, 22. 22. Okay, okay, I've got ah, the game right. then. Um, ah, I think. Right. Uh, Happy with my efforts. So I'm thinking about that game right after the oh. Celtic Rangers game. We have a quiz, by the way. McGinley is with you, apparently. Just saying. Okay, okay. I'll be um, Let me think, let me think. Uh, who have we said? Can you just go through all the right, players so that we said, please? Turnbull. Palma, Kyogo, O'Reilly, McGregor, Maeda, Abada, Hitati, and Yakimakis. I was going to go for Arden Loy. I don't know if he scored. Well, if the season's 20, he wouldn't have been here. 
In 21, 22. Oh, is it 21, 22? Okay, mm-hmm. so that's fine then. Um, I redact that statement. Um, redacted, redacted. <laughs> Uh, 21, 22 So going through all the players Trying to think of the wide players Said Maeda Said Kyogo Said Yakimakis Said uh, I don't know I don't know I think he's overthinking this James Forrest No ah. I'll give you his one last chance to right. Secure it Overthinking Because he said overthinking it Oh wait Did we say Did we say Rogic? We didn't. Is it Tom Rogic? And that is. You fucked up. Oh, no! I thought it was Tom. You were well, rhyming out for the best players of the last couple of years and you just missed the. Yotto. Oh, <laughs> shit! Jota. Jota. 6 0. The 6 0 trophy day he's game. Not, oh, the and reason I wouldn't have. Oh, the, oh, yeah. Because on that, Jota and Yakimakis were the last two I could have put because Tumbo and. Kyogo had already scored in the other games, so... Oh, that's so annoying. Do you know what? People are going to hate me for saying this, but I just completely forgot he existed for 10 minutes there. Like, just completely forgot he even played for us. I talked about him yesterday and I was quite sad. You know, it's I thought when you saw rhyming off, like, Hitati, Abada... No! no. Made, I was like, alright, they've got to get shot. There's always one. There's always one. The thing is, that would have came to me if he'd actually... If that goal he'd scored at Fur Park had counted, that perfect goal, you know, the one with yeah. the stupid VAR angle. Aye. Um If that one had been given oh, to aye. me. Aye, because they didn't have the camera in the right place for it and they had to use one for the other end of the park. Fucking periscope. Yeah, aye. Oh, Jesus. Well, Kieran has defeated us at Tenable, so. I thought it was quite a hard plan to be fair, but he's were flying. We did, we flew. Brian mostly flew. I sat here and looked pretty. Um, but aye, well, well done, Kieran. Well done. Good attempt, anyway. We have got a full time quiz though, which is which is bueno. Um, on that note, it's time to get serious because we have to talk about Celtic, their game this weekend, and their current form. Uh, Celtic head to Motherwell to take on the Fur Park side. Kieran, are you excited? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> and you've got a ticket. I know. <laughs> and you're still <laughs> fucking excited. I mean, you've got to think this has got to be the, the turning point, but I feel oh. like we're saying this every, every fucking it's game. Every day. We're <laughs> just constantly turning. But it's just, it's getting tiresome and you're wondering where the spark's going to come from. Yeah. And we were talking before about like, there being a lack of spark in the team. And I mean, everybody was saying it on Twitter as well, but see after the, the Kelly game, like obviously you're in the moment in the stadium you think oh maybe I was just overreacting as to how bad we were playing and then somebody was so cruel as to put the the bit in the game it was like the 60 minute mark we couldn't break out the the, the press Kilmarnock's press and right back area like that's Mm -hmm. just scandalous so having to watch that back and know that you were right to be groaning and I'm just sideways passing but when you go around so I was going to say to you before we go any further and before we talk about everything so now that we're like five days removed from that game like what is your current thinking when you look back on it are you as angry as you were then how are you feeling now because the dust has settled a bit and I feel like the initial anger and disappointment of dropping points there has maybe not I'm not saying vanished not by any stretch of the imagination but for most people it's maybe Okay, right, nobody to just get going again. But, so where are you currently sitting after Saturday? I mean, I still think the anger's there. Cause it's, see, if we were playing amazing, we just the goalkeeper was on one, we couldn't... Well, that was the reason we weren't scoring, and then they got the luckiest like goal at the end, then fair enough. Mm-hmm. But they looked like they were going to score for 
large parts of that game, Kilmarnock. So uh, you can be it's dropping points at home. I know it sounds like the divine right, the divine right, divine right to win and all that, and especially at home. And but like we should not be dropping points at home, like in the league to some of these teams. And it's it, these are the things that's going to end up costing you in the long run because it's not even just the like the odds result. We're in a really bad run of form now. Even like times where we have got the result, the performances have been shocking since mm-hmm. we came back for that winter break. And you just wonder where's the spark going to come from to to reignite the fire in this team to go on. And because realistically speaking, we need to be perfect in the last. Yeah, and and the last run in, right up to the end though. And in any other season, you, you've always got that belief in a Celtic team that I'd have shown us this season that they can go in that run of form. No, this season, like. I, you can attribute that to big players being injured, which we have had quite a, a poor run of, of luck with. I will admit that. But as we, I was saying to you before, it, what's, what's going to be the, the thing that changes the form? Is it just going to be the mentality of the players they all need to rally around? Because we've not really got a player coming back this second to come and yeah. help the team. Nobody, I mean, nobody Greg, by this Greg weekend. Taylor obviously should hopefully see the night. Well, he's been in training. Do you think he'll play? Who? Vickers, so, like, David, so David's going to be back. And sure. as I said, don't try to be smart. No, no, no. But he, nah, he, no, he, 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 he could return this weekend. Well, he could. He could. Uh, it's just we're putting a lot of pressure on Vickers, Vickers, and Hitati coming back to save the season. And especially if they've been injured for such large parts of the season, I, I think it's maybe a lot to ask them to come in and be that game winner. Like, I don't think Hitati, especially, he's been really, really unlucky as well because he came back. Went away with Japan, got injured again yep. for four to six weeks. So it's been a far fair ideal season in terms of that. Then you've obviously got the Abada situation where one of our players has just decided not to play for the club anymore. And I don't I doubt we'll get too much into that because there's some strong opinions on it and I'm sick of fucking hearing that. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I'm sick of hearing. But I mean this is just this is what happens when you play poorly, Ryan, the toxicity is returning, the negative vibes around Celtic Park are back. But you can't blame folk. I mean, we we're not doing anything on the park to produce positive vibes. So it's it's just a kind of big bubbling recipe for disaster at the minute. For me, when people moan about other fans moaning or or, or about other fans booing the team. Fans have every right to yeah, boo. They, they've paid their ticket. They're allowed to voice their opinion. It's a free country at the end of the day. Um, the self-policing of other fans is just ridiculous. And it shows that people are turning on each other due to how rubbish Celtic have been on the pitch recently. Um, they will be five points behind going in to, to going into Sunday's game. I don't see Hearts doing anything at Ibrox on mm. Saturday afternoon. So the pressure will be on. If they don't get a win in this game... You may as well say the league's over because if you can't if you can't pick up wins at Fir Park against Motherwell, a team that have been you know struggling all season, you know they forgot to even announce that their manager got a new deal. So um, if they can't get a win against against Motherwell, then the season's a bogey to be honest because they, they need to be winning is these this games. Do, is this do or die? Yeah, this is do or die. This this yeah. game is. If they don't get three points, I think it's over. There's only so much they can wow. come out in the press and talk about kicking on. And no, actually, kick kick on. on. Like right. it is now or never, as we've said a few times in this podcast. But it's just so frustrating to see, and I'd, I'd like to see where your opinion lies now, because there was a lot of talk about it at the weekend. My and, opinion, and for me, I, I'm on the side. Of, the board is 
done Rogers dirty this season in terms of the the funds they've given him in that. But there is absolutely no reason why we should be playing this poor way. We had enough players for that treble winning team that he should not be in the. We should not be in the predicament mm. we are in the now. Absolutely, I think it comes down to him. He's supposedly meant to be this excellent man manager, and that's what he's been uh, praised for in the past. And he kind of get a tune out of this team. And I think it does come down to the points now. You can there, there is a lot to be said about the transfer business issue, which has been shocking. But you have got to be able to work with the players you've got and. This season, it's just not been happening. So, where do you think the blame lies? I don't even know where you begin. What I will say is, I don't think the next 12 games for Brendan Rodgers is only fighting for a title. I think you can argue that there is an aspect of fighting for his job. I, 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 I don't, I don't I think, think there's... For a career full stop, because... I, 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 I could see him landing his feet somewhere, to be fair. No, but like, what, he's not going to get... If he does poorly at Celtic, he's not going to get a... I mean, I know Leicester... I think what it would come down to is more like uh, what you consider a good thing for his career because I think that any bottom tier champions uh, Premier League team would, would still jump at him and pay the money that pays his like, bills I don't like, know I feel like the perception of the old league down south I think uh, if, well maybe do you not think it's career suicide if that? he comes up here and Disney they will I, I, would they not have done that in the summer those Premier League teams if they really wanted them but there was none in the summer Who in I the mean summer? there was, there was Teams that needed a manager in the summer. Ah, well, but like, were any attract? Were they more attractive than the position Celtic was in at the time? Would you say? I'm not sitting here trying to say that Brendan Rodgers is going to be fine. He won't be. I, I do get what you're coming for. I think there's absolutely a case to say right, that it's kind like of career suicide. He's got so much um, on this as well. Right. But you know what? Like, I, I'm just talking about you know the, the likes of your teams like Forest, who you know they sack managers like fucking merry-go-rounds, and they'll just mm. end up with any. You can't tell me that you'd rather a Chris Wilder than a Brendan Rodgers, surely. No, like so, like not. he will get a job that pays his bills. He'll be fine. But in terms of these kind of jobs, good jobs, mm-hmm. yeah, he'll definitely take a big hit, and they'll have to build back again there's no doubt about it what my, my position is, on it is now he's got 12 games to to convince Celtic fans that he should carry on with that role into next season and he needs to turn the style on he needs to be playing a better football winning the, the league and potentially a Scottish Cup is not just that for Brendan Rodgers I think it would be safe for him in regard, I don't think the board would get rid of him I don't even think he would walk but the, the the fans will continue to voice their displeasure, and that's where that's what his biggest part is now is to to, to win them back over. Um, do I have faith he's going to do it at this moment in time? Honestly, no, I don't. I I don't see any evidence to suggest that he's going to do that. But if he realizes the importance of of everything he's got at the minute, being the Celtic man that he's meant to be, then he should be making changes. The question is, has he left it too late? Because right now he's on a shaky peg. And he's, my patience is wearing thin. I think the only thing that keeps me holding on to Brendan Rodgers more than maybe the next or the average fan at the minute is that, um, that, that, that I want him to succeed. And I still think there's so many factors at the club that are just toxic at the minute. But he is part of it and, and right. he needs to stand no, tall no, and fix that. My main point was the fact that I've seen there's still a few people trying to absolve him or blame him. Like, I'm no, not he's saying, not. He's not, not absolutely his no, fault, no. he has got to take Everybody's got a, blame yeah, yeah, I think like, there's different parties that deserve blame and I, he's, he's definitely one of them. I understood the chance at full-time sack the board and, you know... Well, get to somewhere. Yeah. can't remember where they said. They I didn't, do. They didn't anyway. drop... Those, those two... Entities didn't drop. What sirens run here tonight, by the way, and the mic's picking uh, them up. But the, the thing is, those two, those two entities didn't cause Celtic to drop points on Saturday. What when you pass over that white line, 
Um, it's Brendan Rodgers and it's the players to do the job, and they both didn't do it. You know, they had so many chances, but well, they had a couple of chances rather to to make it more comfortable. You know, you look at that Paulo Bernardo chance in particular. Yeah. You've got to score it. See, when that didn't go in, I don't know about you, but I thought in my head. That's going to cost us. Mm-hmm. That's going to come back and bite us in the ass. We say that to each other um, to chances like that. I don't know if it was that exact chance, right. but we say there's something that... But there was an acceptance. There was an acceptance that Celtic were going to drop yeah. points. See, when the five minutes was put up, yeah. they were like, well, come on, they're going to score, aren't they? Because they... They, and they, they looked, should, they should they have looked won hungrier. They looked they hungrier. They should have won the game. And that's, you know, this is, you know, Brendan Rodgers ultimately is the figurehead in the changing room and at the training ground to, to, to get this team up for it, you know? Um... So he's got to take a, a large amount of of the blame. A lot of players are looking so like they've down tools. A lot of them, I think, and and then maybe Rogers is the guy to blame for that. Absolutely, but there's so many inexcusable performers at the minute, and I'm trying to wonder like why is it being like this? I seen a tweet earlier, and I can't remember who it was about, but it was something about you know players not being brave enough. And it was a manager speaking uh, about one of his teams, and I can't remember who it was, and it was a problem. But anyway, it was, oh, it was Thomas Tuchel mm-hmm. saying that he was in a meeting with the board, and he's saying these players aren't brave enough; they're not, they're not wanting to move forward, and they're, they're too safe. And there's a feeling of that around Celtic mm-hmm. at the minute. Everybody's wanting to be too safe. And I'm like, why? What is going on? I, I don't understand because I would love to sit here and say that I believe that Brendan Rodgers wouldn't be telling them to play this shit, but. Is he? <laughs> it's just uh, such a weird the, one. The I don't understand it. It's like you, what is like you look at their style of play? Especially what is their style of play? No. That's the bigger worry for me. We, we said this early on in the season. Well, right, it's bedding in into the new system and that. But what is the system? Yeah, like genuinely, because all season it's just been mindlessly passing the ball, but. With the, we've had a, a lot of penalties this year as well. Mm-hmm. Missed a lot of penalties <laughs> this year as well. More I'd love to see the conversion rate. But it's like we've now got a set of wingers on our hands that can you don't want to take a man on and can cross a ball. Yep. Are they wingers by name only? Yeah. <laughs> so this is what I, this is what I would I would love to sit in at Lennox Town because I want to know what's getting told to these players. The wingers especially are dross. None of them can kick their it's own fucking Kuehl, arse. It? It's Harry Kuehl. And somebody brought this up on my stream the other day. That, do you think that that's got a big part of it? Because Harry Kuehl's... I'm not saying that before he left, they were still they were playing brilliantly, because they weren't, but they've been a hell of a lot worse than when he left the club in January. Was so, it January he left? Yeah. What's, what's, uh, what's Adam Sadler's record since he came to Celtic? I don't think he's won an Oscar. Ah, on. Uh, Adam Sadler's record since he came to Celtic? No idea. No great, It was a anyway. month ago, wasn't it? Yeah. So... 31st of December so it was before the before the Christmas break right no. before the, the winter break no. um, but this is do you know this is what I mean and, and if Rogers, so uh, we might be talking more about the game obviously at the weekend but if Rogers was to go in the summer um, from, it, it can't end there uh, Celtic need to clear out clear out house uh, and I don't mean to just jump in bandwagon and just go all guns blazing We've had the same coaches for too long. We've had the same stuff for too long. I think there's maybe ideal to have maybe one guy there who's maybe transcends managers and continuity. So if that was to be John Kennedy, for example, right, okay, I'm fine with that. You know me, I love Big John. But right now I just feel that everything's getting a bit stale in every department at the club. Because do you know why? There's nepotism hires, because there's fucking pals getting each other jobs. Christ, the B team is managed by Stephen McManus and Darren O'Day. That right there is a sad indictment of what we're doing as a football club. I think the whole place needs a fucking refresh. And I don't know if we're going to get that, to be fair. I just think, 
just going back to Brendan Rodgers for a, for a minute, you know, the mission statement when he in his first sort of interview with Celtic TV, he was talking about so the two things he wanted to do were continue the dominance of Celtic in Scottish football. Yep. There ain't no dominance this season. Um, they're not. They're not dominating anything. They've already lost one of their trophies. They might lose another two. But they've dominated the derby games. Yeah, well, you know it doesn't matter. It all <laughs> that counts for that, that, that just makes uh, it. Te- that just makes it worse uh, because they're losing. They're losing and drawing games. Drawing and losing are the same thing in this league yeah. at the moment. Yeah, and especially if, if it's to 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 not not if it's uh, not Rangers. I know Kilmarnock only got a draw and that get and it's gonna sound weird when I say this, but Celtic lost that game against Celtic Kilmarnock. lost that Kilmarnock yeah. yeah. felt like that, but mm-hmm. what is it? Is it seven occasions we've dropped points this season? Yeah. And not one of them's been to Rangers. That in itself is inexcusable. Yeah. Right? So the, the, the two the two things in that mission statement were that he was gonna continue the domination of Scottish football with Celtic. That's not happened. In fact it's you know it, the title might change hands this season and improve Celtic in Europe. Yes, there has been little moments of something of a growth. I suppose you could argue we've got more points, but we've progressed nowhere. We've went nowhere. Where's the Where's the Europe after Christmas? That was the sort of thing that was talked about. At least it's guaranteed next year. It's guaranteed next year. That is true. That is the Europa League or Champions League. Yeah, but it's just... uh, He's failed a lot for me this season, Brendan Rodgers. I've I've got to be honest. This second, this second coming, and I've I've tried to be as positive I, I guess as the I bigger can. question is: Do you do you have faith it can turn around? It could, but I'm, I I don't think it will. Mm. I, I'll be perfectly honest. I don't. The trajectory is downwards. I've been saying that all week. The the trajectory of this team is downwards. There, there seems to be just a negative feeling all over the club. There's a malaise that's set in with the fans. Fans are now. Enduring home games rather than going and enjoying them. I've mm. I've heard that from experience. Even my own dad said that. My dad said that he doesn't enjoy going to the games at the moment because of the toxicity in the crowd and what he's seen on the pitch as well. That wasn't the case last season. There was a lot of happiness going and watching mm-hmm. Celtic last season. And to be honest with you, the products decreased since since last season. It was a far better game to watch last season. They were more successful. And it just feels like a downgrade. And I didn't think I was going to say that about, about oh, Brendan Rodgers' side, but I just think that's the case. I mean, there's been a lot of factors into why Rodgers' second spell isn't exactly been off to a flyer. It's been very underwhelming. I mean, when he came in, I'm going to admit, I did think he was the man we had to get for the job. But yeah. at the time, it was the statement appointment. Eh, right, Andrew's gone, but we've now got Brendan Rodgers back. I was like, right, I'm on board with it. But then, if you're the board, why do you get him back and no back him? Yeah. And then as time goes on, obviously, it, I think it was getting that sort of period of time where it was like it was the board's fault. But then, I know got, it's in. got to even later last year, I was, I was one of the people that said yeah. he, he is not absol- absolved of blame. And there was a lot more people still saying back then that, oh no, we still got January. January was coming. January was approaching. He said we need three or four quality additions. That was the last thing he said on it. Didn't push for it at all in the media. Then as soon as it's finished, he was happy with it. Uh, Kuhn and Ida coming yeah. in and now we find ourselves after blowing what was it, an 8 point lead mm-hmm. to now 10 point swing so 10 point swing and we're now going into the final 12 games where Oya's sitting here saying we need to hope that it turns in but we've no got we never got any additions in January that might give you a bit of faith there's like see if it, we were sitting here thinking right there's a couple of players showing me flashes that I don't want to write people at Kuhn and Ida off because I, I I don't really believe in doing that, but for what you've been shown, Aye, why would you? Like, put your eggs you've in that you've not really got the mm-hmm. faith to put in. Yeah, and 
I think all we've got to do is hope and hope that the team are working hard behind the scenes to try and correct this. But as Ryan said, there's not really been a lot of signs like for us to like even latch on to and say, right, I still got the belief. I think it is more a blind, a blind faith, maybe. But yeah, I mean, as I said, he's fighting for it now. Isn't he? Take history out of it. If Rogers had never been here the first time. And oh, I think was, uh, uh, they are, that's the only but thing is, that's keeping so going at the moment is, for me. Well, that's obviously a massive part of it. But the, this is me playing devil's advocate. This isn't me with my own point. What do you make of all the people that say that it's an exaggeration? Because like before we slipped to second, we were top of the league, and people are like, "Oh, it's ridiculous! You're demanding your manager to get sacked, or you're demanding change when you're top of the table." Everybody could see it coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still don't understand why other people went out the way to try and take the piss on. Uh, what was it midweek when Rangers last week when Rangers never went top? No, no. oh, I don't. As, as soon oh. as they were doing that, I was like, they're going to go top. Keep quiet, man. Keep like, uh, quiet. Like, I honestly don't know why I can't run them with that. It's just still top. Of course, it should still be top. Eight points clear. Come on, standards. It's, it's got. I get that maybe people are, are sort of dealing with it in different ways. The fact that this league is close, maybe that's the reason mm-hmm. that they took that sort of approach. But there was no laughing matter for me. The fact that Celtic were on top by the skin of their teeth. Wish that still was the case, that they were still uh, top by the yep. skin of their teeth. That seems like a a heavenly place to be compared to where they are just now. And yeah, where they probably will be at Saturday at five o'clock. Because that'll be a big... What? That'll be a big... Um, a big eye opener for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, moving forward, it's fairly obvious to say, but now, like, you just want the weekend to go by without, like, nay errors, or you just want something to give you hope that the 11 games after that, you've got a fighting chance, because realistically, we do still need to play Rangers twice before the end of the season. And as I said to you before the podcast, I'm at, this is pure flipped. I used to look at them when they said, oh, we still got. Uh, two old thumbs and that before the end of the season now we're the one that's flipped on our heads and usually you would say the Celtic Rangers games decide the the title but we're making sure that that doesn't matter this year because we're dropping points to everybody everybody else else. so I think more importantly we need to make sure we're no making mountains out of molehills with games that we really shouldn't be well we know Fur Park can be a tough place to go Celtic need to get the job done this weekend now we've had updates on a couple of the injured players Cameron Cuttervickers has returned to training which is good news but as we've already mentioned I doubt we'll see him this weekend um, I'd be shocked if we did and with the record of his injuries this season why would you rush him back no matter how desperate you are you're asking for another fucking disaster if you rush him back um, and Alistair Johnson as well he probably won't be back for this weekend but I think we're hearing something like 7 to 10 more days mm. um, on, the, on the Johnson front as of yesterday or by the time people watch this podcast if you're not putting out later on tonight no, but tomorrow um, no, but tomorrow so you'll have already heard about what Brendan Rodgers has to say more yes. than likely so you'll have more of an update than we do yeah. at this point this is all point. speculation really um, yeah, what we you going to say I, I, I don't know. Are we just opening it out to the floor? Aye, the fuck it, we'll, we'll, um, we'll do. Well, no, I'm not. I can't, there's no point in doing a team prediction because no. there's really only one. I mean, the team's that shit at the minute that you can't even call it a strongest eleven. But I feel like there is a preferred eleven yeah. that will be played anyway. So there's no point. So if you've got any more passing thoughts before we move on to the end segments, feel free. Is it just me that's a bit concerned about the Navrovsky situation? I was literally about to say is that him bombed it again. No, oh, fuck. That's a very very weird situation. The yeah. fact that Welsh, I know Welsh is like this homegrown player. He's came from the academy. He comes from Coatbridge. He's a good Coatbridge boy. You know, we want to see him do well. But Navrovsky was signed for four and a half million. Mm-hmm. Don't hurt your asset like that. 
they're hurting two assets to be honest I mean I know he doesn't rate Lagerbielka and that's very clear they've like half the value of them already oh absolutely they're not going to make anything from them I don't want to jump on the back of people with Stephen Welsh and Tony Ralston and that because I feel like I'm guilty in the past couple of years the, the past few weeks has made me rethink the way I I think about the term squad player because see in the past we, we've sat here on this podcast and said I don't mind them being a squad player because in my head squad players like they're not going to get played they're there to just the very last resort but seeing Buffer. as that we're at the very last resort I'm not happy that they're starting so for me does that mean they shouldn't be a squad player because we haven't used our squad players mm. now and they're no it's not I think not the, quality. I think the term squad player is always dependent on whether you're doing mm-hmm. well or Aye. you're doing shite that's when you know who because Stephen Welsh was a squad player under Ange but mm. you never really heard any complaints Aye. Whereas now, you're hearing a lot of complaints. So it's always just such a funny one. It's very. It's like you're happy for them to, to the be time. squad players, but when it's time for them to play, yep. are you happy? Are you happy enough to see them starting? And I think the answer the new for people like <laughs> Rouse and Steam Welsh, harsh it sound, sounds, is no. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's got to be. There's surely no MD there that's happy enough to see that. Oh, there definitely is. Like when, you, <laughs> when you've seen a back for a Ralston. Scales that's just Welsh no. and Burnaby no. first pre-season game aye that's what I mean that's, 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 a, that's a pre-season line-up right there it's horrifying I've got to be perfectly honest I'm not happy with any of the full-backs there's no full-backs at filming the conference and I include Alistair Johnson in that as well mm-hmm. a total yeah, regression been, of a player he's been poor he's been really poor there, there has been games that he has I love him, it, but he's been but poor it, can he get to that next level was that next level only capable under Ange Postacoglu is he an upgrade on Juranovic at this point in time? I don't want to go back in the Juranovic train, but I kind of have at the same no, time. You sound like Yakimakis lovers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know, I know, I know but um, no, yeah, I he's, not, he's not covered himself in glory this season. Taylor's not covered himself in glory no. this season, although he looked far better than what replaced him after 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. That was just... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that experiment of Burnaby now. Oh, that is. He cannot, he, Celtic cannot afford to play him no. because he's a... He's a liability. He's mm-hmm. a complete defensive He's a liability. To he cannot pass the ball. He cannot defend. He get pushed off the ball by uh, by what's he, David Watson. Mm-hmm. Is it David Watson? Who is not a big guy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, that was the most desperate VAR attempt ever, wasn't it? To get that. That was like an awful silence waiting uh, for that. I knew it wasn't going to happen. But no. even if like, it did get ruled out for a foul, I'm like, I don't think I would really cheer it or. You would be, you would still be. I think even if that did get chopped off, there would still be a very angry crowd. I don't think it would have game. even been a sigh of relief. I no. think it would just have been a sigh. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was seeing that there was going to be booze at full time at one nothing. Uh. You know how worse it got. I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have imagined, and it could have been even worse. You know that chance at the end from Murray uh, for for Kamalnik. If he puts any shot in that power and, and gets Joe Hart to parry it or whatever mm. or not get near it, then you know it's a goal and. I know a draw and a defeat would feel the same, but a, a defeat. It Thankfully, didn't. it didn't happen. But mm, it so was, were in that position. They were the Kilmarnock were the team that were pushing for the winner in that yep. game. There was no fight from Celtic, and I feel bad for going back to that game. But there was no fight in Celtic when they went a goal down, uh, or, or they equalised when Kilmarnock equalised to go and get that winner. There was that mentality under um, Ange Postecoglou, and there has been to an extent under Brendan Rodgers. Look at the Motherwell game. Look at that Fir Park game. The fight just isn't there. I don't see that fight at all. I and mean, it's concerning. I'm sure you've brought up on videos, Ryan, but 
the thing we were talking about at the end of the game last week, it was like the, the 11 that was on the park, you wouldn't have had confidence and <laughs> uh, to get a goal. And I think that just speaks for the, the depth in the squad this yeah. season. It's pretty. I mean, what was the, the, the team that ended the game was Yang, like Yang, Kuhn, O, and then it was like Bernardo, McGregor was still on. Was O'Reilly still on? O'Reilly was still on. And then it was that back four. I mean, that's not a team that wins your games. No. Simple as that. It's just not. I don't care how down beat you think we might be or I might be mean, but it's just no. It's just not that it's not a team that fills me with any form no. of confidence or optimism. And as I've said in this prod, uh, podcast, as I've said on this for many times this season, prove me wrong. Aye. And uh, it's sad to it. say that. But I've had to say it about certain players, but now I'm saying it about the my, my belief in the squad now. Prove us all wrong. I was going to quote that scene for uh, Dre Cox there, and I remembered probably shouldn't. He? Quite frankly, you have shaken my <laughs> and the Celtic team. Um, right, ra- wrap it up if you've got one more point. Yeah, O's not going to make it at Celtic no, either. You're convinced nah. now. Get next week, you'll be saying he's the next big thing. Absolutely not. Um, I've made my. I've had that opinion for months. Now, to be I was going to say um, I'll ask for score predictions, but I'm leaving going bar because you'll probably say about five 0 to Celtic. No, you done that last week. Two one. Last week I asked you and you said 4 0 Celtic. I, I just thought there was going to be a, a response. A resurgence. Just delusion, really. Aye, aye. Delude them all. I'm like the, the tie of this podcast. I'm just You're trying. You're trying. Yeah. Right, okay, let's get into the Twitter questions then very quickly. Um, and we can get up the road. We did ask quite late this week, so sorry if you didn't get the chance to ask a question or whatnot. But we've managed to gather a, a, about 20 replies anyway, so we'll try and fly through them. Uh, Doogie starts us off with saying, Take a shot every time McGinley says, Understood the assignment. I don't think you've said it today. I haven't, no, but I say it on the, the Celtic Way briefing all the time. They, they're not really understanding the assignment. They're not <laughs> even handing Change in the assignment. Change your language. Anthony Devine says, Will Joe Hart and Cody Rhodes both finish their story? Fucking hope so. Don't know who I'm more concerned for at this point. Like, I don't know who I want to finish. See, finish those story now. Uh, Joe, we need to you need to finish the story. But right, um, it's back. Phil, well, oh, oh my god, it's it's Phil. Phil's here. Phil, Phil, I thought Phil died. Remember he said he died. Thought he was dying. You right. I thought he was dead, Mister Smith. You're alive. I'm alive, he said. Um, Phil says, pleased to be back on Sunday, which will be Phil's first game of the season. The team need me as much as they need you. Free. Everyone on board. If anyone, if any youngsters start chanting the camaraderies of sack the board, I will be calling them out, each and every one of them. Fist emoji. See you there, Phil. Cheers, Phil. <laughs> what section you in, Phil? Phil. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. I'm glad to see you alive and well uh, Ad, Ad Ad as always he's in he says how can this problem be fixed and did Kieran have a kebab pie on Saturday I had one and it was nice Ad, uh, for the first question I don't know how it's going to be fixed and yes of course we I both had kebab pie. I finally had one without dropping it on the floor in front of me they're just brilliant had a wee steak pie I enjoyed it very much oh did you mm-hmm. I like the steak pies but the kebab pies just, I need to give that a go they shit all over the, the steak ones mm-hmm. that's, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday and I was trying to think of the, I had a, a spicy or kebab recently and it was the pie I was thinking because it's got a tank in it it's got a nice tank uh, Maida Maida that says do you think that we will go in for a young keeper or stick with experience can you think of any experienced goalkeepers that would maybe David Marshall 
David Marshall, the board are going to sign him. I'm telling you right oh, fucking now. Don't even say that, man. Although, I did see an interesting tweet, and I want to hear your opinions on this, right? If Celtic were to get rid of Benji Seacrest, then we were left with just Scott Bain. We went out and signed Joe Hart's replacement, a good keeper. What would you think of David Marshall being a second or third choice because he would fill a club spot for European football? I thought they would have done that last season, to be honest. Or this I, I, when I think it like that, I think that wouldn't be the worst idea. But is that just me thinking about playing football as manager? Long as long his contract, it says that he can't play again. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I think I'm just, means I think I'm just looking at it for the football manager aspect of things. Where I'm like, I mean, we're right. getting to the point now where we're lacking, yeah, club Scot- players, so like Scottish players, and the things like that. But I don't know. <clears throat> As that just seems like such a dystopian question. I, I think that Celtic need to go for somebody who is proven, but I don't think that necessarily means they have to be young or old. Mm. I think it just has to be somebody that has a track record of playing football, being good, no matter where they're playing at the minute, um, because we can't take a gamble. No. Uh, we need to sign somebody that can, can, can stop shots and win points. Scout Belgium, scout... The Dutch league scout all these places. You know there'll be mid-table teams that have got a good young goalkeeper that's up and coming. Yeah, um, got to get these players before the likes of Brighton, Benfica, etc., etc. They all get the player. It's difficult because their scouting networks are so diverse and they're looking everywhere. But if you can get in ahead, maybe even spend a couple more than a couple more million yeah. than expected. That that team would be expecting you to spend. Mm-hmm. To ensure that you get that player, you know, it'll be worth it. So um, you're saying scout the, the Dutch league, and then he, the scout comes back with Vasilis Barkas. <laughs> I've seen this guy on. before. <laughs> He's played against you before. Shout out to Sideshow Bob. It, it, I'm not going to an- ask his questions because we've answered both of said questions. Um, but thank you anyway, you're always appreciated, Bob. Um, Sean says, I know he'd be a high wage, but would you take Angus Gunn? I, I don't think I would. I think he's that good. I don't even know. Um, I don't, I, He's competent, which is what makes him look yeah, good in the Scotland team. Because uh, you know you've got you get Liam Kelly and Xander Clark as as other options. So I don't, it wouldn't be my first choice. Uh, I think Angus Gunn is the epitome of, and this isn't me talking about you, Sean. I think this is, goes for most people, including myself. Angus Gunn is like I don't know any other goalkeeper, so he'll do. That's what that strikes me as. Is Angus Gunn still playing for Norwich? I think no. Is he playing for Norwich? Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, he was on the screen. We're going to go for Angus. Oh, third question. Kieran1888. Favourite thing to get from McDonald's, whether it's just one thing or a specific order. One item and one item only. Do you know what I tried last night for the first time and it was disappointing as fuck? The Frank's Burger. Oh, I was mm. just about to say I can't wait to try that. Disappointing. Oh dear. Not that great. That because do you know why? I, I was wondering, I was have, I was eating it. It's good! Don't get me wrong. It's just no as it I just good love, as well. I love the McSpicy, so... But see the, uh, the, the sauce? I was eating it and I was like, this isn't Frank's hot sauce. This doesn't taste right. It's because it's through the meal. Aye. I thought it was just Frank's hot sauce on it. I didn't realise it was no, through aye. the meal. I was to be fair, really? I make mine look Frank's mayo in the house. Right, yeah. right, so. You'll probably like it. It was nice. I would get I, it again. I, I, I it was just the like Frank's buffalo sauce and know the actual Frank's yeah, red top. A Big Mac's man, so that's that. Nuggets. No nuggets, okay. But I love the chips as well. Yeah. I love McDonald's chips. Aye. Pre-COVID spicy chicken snack. <laughs> I will die on this. <laughs> Pre-COVID <laughs> spicy chicken nuggets as well. They were class. The first time they were shit. The second time they were good. But I thought they changed them up honestly, a bit. Honestly, the spicy chicken snack wrap, that thing. You can start dreams, a podcast man. for that tonight. Honestly, can I change my answer, please? <laughs> go on. 
well, a Kim's. cheeseburger of any type. Oh, right, a triple okay. cheeseburger especially. Nah, triple's too much. I've never went the full hog. You're not? No, uh, double, double's, double's, double's perfect. I might, I might just uh, Fuck me, Ryan. I know, I know. I'm, 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 I'm panicking. Um, <laughs> it's not a good gun. Ronald McDonald isn't about to burst in the room <laughs> with a fucking gun. Angus gun. Um, nah, I'll, I'll probably just stick with the nuggets, uh, to be honest. Bring back the raps for our Kieran, because he's been going on about it for years now. Um, will Seth turn on Cody? Uh, no, yeah. Eventually. Oh yeah, favorite fizzy ginger. If it's no Pepsi Max, you're wrong. That's from Beam. Yeah, low. Oh, no, I, no, no, no. Yes. Oh Pineapple. <laughs> yes, I go with low as well. Uh-huh. What are you going for? Favorite fizzy drink? Fizzy drink. Mm, monster. monster. Yeah, it was coming. Knew it was coming. I need it, but also enjoy the taste. Yeah. Nathan says, in honour of Joe Hart leaving, the what's the best and worst goalkeeping performance <laughs> you've seen from a Celtic keeper? Christ. Uh, worst is easy. Worst for me is Craig Gordon that night. He decided to like pay off. <laughs> Balkans versus but, West Ham. I was going to uh, say that. It's probably up there, actually. Be a pro, nah, be a pro keeper. <laughs> pro best is just any performance by Arthur Boric ever, and it's as simple as that. <laughs> Best, all oh, right, and best. Yeah. I think it's the best. Fraser Foster, obviously. No, like, obviously, you've got Barcelona, but also that League Cup final. Yeah, it's just as good. Yeah, that's right. Uh, right, also, since McGinley ate none of the food last week, made a list just for him tonight. I like all of these. Oh my god, he's got me spot on. This is this, this is no. you as a this is you as a my person. Called Nathan. This is you as a person. Tea biscuits, ready salted crisps, plain toast, and dry cereal. I like them all, but I, but I like toast with a bit of So, butter. just to clarify, Kim, last week we got asked, what would you uh, drop, like, pick three to five, donuts, muffins, cookies, uh, yum-yums, and I think it was like chocolate eclairs, McGinley took none, but he's sitting here saying he'd take dry cereal and plain fucking dry, toast. Dry cereal, yes, uh, Cheerios. What is wrong with you, boy? What's right? Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> Ready salted crisps. You won't take a donut. Flavor. You won't take a donut. Glazed, can't be arsed with it. Um, oh. Like I said, in Bucks Bar, they gave me a glazed bun. Oh no, that's stinking at a Bucks Bar, to be fair. I, I, the buns are horrendous. Be, They're sticky as fuck. Yes, absolutely. But it's a donut. Tea biscuits, I do like them. Not I, I like tea biscuits. Not a chocolate digestive, just a McVitie's I, tea I like biscuit. a tea biscuit. Um, plain toast, I can't subscribe to that. You need some butter, some love pack. Butter. Butter. Um, ready salted, ready salted palm bales, ready salted walkers. Um, although I do like quavers recently. Seek help, boy. What, what really hey, rank, fucking hell, pick them. We'll rank them quick. Rank move. them? Oh ah, well, said, um, aye, rank them. From top to bottom. So, ready salted crisps at the top. Right. Uh, tea biscuits, right. dry cereal, plain toast, because I wouldn't have plain toast. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Jesus, God. Jai Gray in the middle of the Do you think we'll have a major goalkeeper problem for a couple of years? Hopefully, fucking not. I really hope not. I can't yeah, something that, that eye. William says the the return key, uh, key, the key in return is today. Love that. This is the day. This is the day. Um, has Ryan F recovered from the news about Joe Hart yet? No, I haven't. David Turnbull, who would you like to see? I've done that one. Um, sorry, David. Uh, should we keep Joe Hart as a coach? He won't. He looks as though he's gone back down the road with his family. Um, who's your list to go? And back? we'll do that towards the end of the season. Sorry, Duff. Uh, what am I going to wank over now? Says Ski Bowl McGrath. What Ryan is this? <laughs> Um, oh, we were talking about Joe Hart. Yeah. Doesn't he? I mean, he doesn't mean that's gone. And Joshy finally says, "Would you have taken the ten in a row if it meant not getting two seasons under Ange?" No, absolutely not. 
I'd do it all over again to get Angie's two seasons. Yeah. Would, you, would you kill him? Okay, I don't know. I kind of would want the 10, I'm not going to lie. But not say, in those circumstances. Uh, just... I don't, I don't care, fuck it. It's in the past. It didn't happen. We've got a time machine, have I? Right, anyway, that's the... That's that done. That's the question. So thank you, everybody, which means we move on to our final segment of the episode to wrap us up today. It is the full-time quiz, which has been last-minute prepped by none other than Kieran Selick. So shout out to him. There'll be another winner What a guy. A different winner. Uh, it's usually and, me. Uh, right, okay. Sorry. Fucking hell. True, though. Right, Ryan, take it away. Very last-minute quiz, says Kieran. Thanks again. Sorry, Kieran. I'll send that money over to you in a wee bit. Um, apologies the quality is shite tonight lads but I've been under the cosh like Celtic on a European away night since <laughs> it's last minute I've tried to pull a last minute winner quiz out my arse um, so yeah so who are we deciding who goes first Kieran can go first because he wasn't a hell my host last week say it or say B I'll go B B so we'll go first keep up appearances right fair enough fair enough <laughs> A. Who assisted Massimo Donati's winner against Shakhtar Donetsk in 2007? I watched this goal no long ago, you know that, and I can't fucking remember. Oh, that's going to annoy me. I actually had own. Who assisted Massimo Donati's winner against Shakhtar Donetsk in 2007? Mm, uh, I'm not sitting here all day trying to rake my brains because it won't come back to me, so... Yeah. Aidan McGeady. Correct. Oh, yes, I had a gut feeling. I had a gut feeling. Oh, your gut is correct. Player B, Kieran, who took the shot saved by Dida that Scott McDonald scored the rebound off of in our 2007 oh. win VAC Milan? The guy that slapped him across the face. <laughs> I sure don't know. I feel like I was watching like a compilation of uh, the Champions League goals no long ago, but I fucking never paid attention to it. Nah, I'll read the question again Who took the shot saved by Dida That Scott McDonald scored the rebound off of In our 2007 win Versus AC Milan um, I don't know I don't know I'll go Gary Caldwell Oh this is to go 2 nothing up this is huge. pressure pressure point in position in who did Jan Venegur of Hesselink put the ball past to keep Celtic in the title race in 2008 versus Rangers right now this is the this is a good question because straight away you want to go and jump towards Alan McGregor but I have a feeling it might be Neil Alexander because of the whole Boosgate situation so I'm going to go Neil no. Alexander it's and you he, he fucked his ankle saving Scott McDonald's penalty so he did is it Neil Alexander though? Mm. it's correct yeah, Neil it's, Alexander 2-0-2-1-1-8 Kieran this is to go to, to bring a goal mm, back basically 2-1 what was the final score when Stephen McManus won the game at Tyne Castle on New Year's Day 2006. Oh. I have no idea. Thanks for setting you. Uh, <laughs> set me is fucking stinking. 2006? New Year's Day 2006, that would be the 2006-07 season. This was when Hearts were title contenders. I remember this. I looking this up. Would it not be 5-6 if it was New Year's Day 2006? Aye, what do I mean? Yeah, Aye. correct, actually. I, I See, is, this, is that season I've got on DVD? Did you have the Untouchables DVD? Mm-hmm. And, uh, what, what is the question, scoreline? 
what was the final score? I think it was George Burley that was in charge of Hearts at that point in time. Like, I don't know. Three to Correct. <laughs> what an answer. What dick. Two, one. Play A. This is to go three one up. Go on then, lad. Who assisted Tom Rogic for the Screamer versus Kilmarnock in twenty sixteen under Ronnie Dyler? I'm not gonna sit here all day because I can't remember. Neil Beaton. Callum McGregor. Bastard. It was a settlement. To equalise how the turns have tabled. Who assisted Tom Rogic for his invincible treble cup winner versus Aberdeen in twenty? In two, aye, 2017. Oh, this, is, this is what I was hoping for when you started the question. Yeah, Mikael Lustig. Stuart Armstrong. Yes, yes it was. Lustig won the ball, but yep. I, I, I think he was saying Armstrong. No, it was Armstrong. That just, just that's what aside. I was hoping for. Did Stuart Armstrong get man of the match? He probably should have. Fuck knows. Did he get the goal, the equaliser, no, and aye, the assist? Aye. Um, player A. This is to go 3 1 again. 3 1. Yeah. Matt O'Reilly scored a last gasp. Winner at Fur Park this season. Yes. Who sent in the cross? Oh, well, that's a good question. No, you're wrong. Oh, that's a really good question. Oh, God, I'm not once. I, 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 just for the sake of the viewers, no sitting screaming at me and getting annoyed at me taking all day, I'm just going to go ahead and say, did it come in for the left or the right? Oh. Greg Taylor. Correct. Yes! 3 1 on. 2 Fitzsimons. Player B. Gustav Lagerbelka's winner versus Feyenoord was assisted by which player? <sighs> Who fucking knows? <laughs> you were there, I was, not Forgettable. So now you when it went on Europe. <laughs> it was in between defeat. It was a fucking We might have won, but it's fucking uh, pointless. Aye. Uh, um, I don't actually know. Did you think that it was a corner? Was it just a cross? Fucking wipe that game from my memory. That's <laughs> a great assist. That's a great assist to Lagerbelka. Nay clue. Alistair Johnson. Matt O'Reilly. That means I've won it. Yes! There <laughs> <laughs> so you go, last question. Play A. Yeah. To consolidate your win. To get four out of five. I'd be happy four out of five, that's a good record. Georgios Samaras like was assisted, oh I'd get this, was assisted by who for his comeback winner versus Aberdeen in a 4 3 victory? Which I would think. I was there and no, I remember. I was sitting at that end when he scored it. Really, uh, I remember this mean? one. I remember the goal. Oh, the overheader. Mm-hmm. Mm, who was it? Because I remember. Adam Matthews scored really early that day. Was it Matthews that scored early? I think it was. Um, who would have assisted it? I, I can't remember for the life of me, so I'm just going to go for Chris Commons. Celtic's Tunisian hitman, Lassad. You could have sat me here to the end of the fucking week and I'd never have said him. Player B, take it a wee bit closer. And our last minute winner, in our last minute winner game against Dundee United in Ange's second season, what was the final score? Um, I'll read it again. 3-1. No. In our last minute winner game against Dundee United in Ange's second season, what was the final score? 
the correct answer would have been 4-2 Celtic I think that was a bad score at the end I think so remember a bad remember yeah. well, the tiebreaker would have been according to Wikipedia which is always a reliable source how many goals in competitive games have Celtic scored in the 80th minute onwards this season don't care one uh, I don't know nine no 14 13 17 so oh. the one that as well but we've got the winner the winner is Ryan <sighs> Simons how are you feeling Victorious. who would you like to thank Dusty Rhodes and yeah. um, the American Nightmare thank you both the, oh, both yeah. of them yeah both and Gold Dust don't forget about Gold Dust um, that's us then thank you ladies and gents um, for tuning in and <laughs> God knows what state of affairs we'll be in <laughs> And we're next year. Kieran, I'm sure you're looking forward to it. Oh, buzzing. <laughs> I'm sure you're looking forward to it as well. Of course. Yes, yes. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking part. Make sure you like and subscribe. Follow the account on Twitter to keep up with the questions, etc. And we'll see you all next time. <laughs>